Welcome to Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. My name is Phil Strum, so glad you've joined me today. My guest today is one of the top performers of her generation, a true pioneer in pro wrestling, the one and only the Hall of Famer, Medusa. Medusa has a book coming out this month, The Woman Who Would Be King, The Medusa Story, which should be a great read. She has so much interesting stuff throughout her entire career, took her to unique places and put her in very interesting positions. And I'm really looking forward to this one. So here we go with Medusa. We are here with one of the most notable wrestlers in history, somebody who changed the game everywhere she went, the one and only Medusa. Medusa, welcome to Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. So honored that you're joining me today. Hey there. Hi. Thanks for having me. Very excited. I love your background drop there, kind of the lights and the ring. Nice. <laughs> Very good. So let's start with what's going on right behind you there. So you've written a book, The Woman Who Would Be King, The Medusa Story with the great Greg Oliver. Uh, what was it like for you to get this story out there? And what was it like for you to write a book? Well, my whole life has been a book, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, I mean, how do you get 40 years of entertainment in one book? You just don't. So I'm sure there are, I could pick and choose each chapter and write a book about it. So you can bet there'll probably be other books, just kind of like a Jericho thing, right? You pick a chapter, you write about it. So, um, it's been, when I first got into the entertainment business, I said, not only am I going to go in here wanting to change the trajectory of things, but I wanted to go in and make a big splash. And when I first got in, I knew I had to um, make it a business and which all of them back then thought I was crazy. And I trademarked my name 40 years ago, Medusa. And I just, I did it right. I did it right. And um, well, one thing right anyway. So <laughs> um, I just said that, you know what? Someday I'm going to write a book. Someday I'd love to have a movie, you know, or whatever. And it here we are. It's finally coming to fruition. Now, when I wrote this book, I, you know, probably about three or four times um have exercised the idea to actually publish or to write a you know i was writing making notes mm -hmm. um but actually to publish it so it was the perfect timing right now i mean what what else do you do during a pandemic than write a book <laughs> right. what are you most excited for fans to learn about your journey i th i feel that this book is a it's a biography keep that in mind it's a biography. It's it's my story, my adventures, my adversities, and the experiences I had to endure to um, to become and who I am today, and still learning. So this book is very inspiring and motivating. Is what I'm getting a lot of feedback on. It gives people hope. Um, it really opens their mind to what women um, went through in an era that was so. Uh, so man driven let's say mm -hmm. and um and the choices that i took um to overcome that into um to let's say head on the people that um that i needed to challenge um i i respectfully found different ways and um when they told me no constantly and um, I kept my integrity intact. So to me, that's very important where a lot of people sell their soul. Very good. Um, 
as you look around the women's wrestling scene today, how do you kind of assess it? Women's wrestling today is exactly my style. I was yeah. so ahead of my time. Everyone tells me that. I know that. But someone had to, you know, someone had to pave the way. And there's women that paved the way before me. And there's always going to be women paving the way. So, and those are the noisemakers. Those are the women that are loud. And I was very loud, you know, because I was, you know, I was bound and determined to be heard and to make that difference, right? And to be respected. So, the women today is just that huge community of women that is has evolved from all the women from the beginning up until today. And today's women is going to continue to evolve for the women for the future. So when I see women um, headlining, you know, headlining WrestleMania, or when I hear of the first woman signing her million dollar contract after all of these years, just a year or so ago, right? A couple of years ago, I thought, um, what, what took you? So, I mean, what the heck? Yeah. What the heck? What took so long, right? So that really that makes me feel good, at least of one or two or whatever, a couple have them, but there's still nearly not enough because men been making million dollar contracts all the way back in the 90s and 80s and whatnot. So, and you know, it seems to me, you know, so many people were making sacrifices and speaking up to advocate for women's wrestling yes. is more than just a side attraction for a long time. And yes. you were one of them who's definitely laid the groundwork for what we have now, which is. Like you said, women are the main event of WrestleMania. Women are, you know, there's entire pay-per-views based around women's matches headlining or even women's matches taking up the whole card. So it's it's definitely something to uh, for you to be obviously very proud of. And it's of course you are. So, you know, congratulations on all of that because, you know, you're somebody who I've respected for a many many years of just watching you for literally all the way back to the awa so thank um, you thank you you know it's not easy when you're 60 years old like i am and even in even in film it's 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 very difficult for women to stay afloat to still you know to be taken seriously to be heard but we're getting louder and things are changing that Again, the old cliche that age is a number, it is, but it's it's also how you project yourself and you can't go out demanding and being, you know, just, you know, hard to deal with, basically. But back in the day when I did have, a, you know, when I was louder, when I was stronger, when I was all of that, we were labeled hard to handle. Or don't work with them because you'll never get, you know, stuff like that. Now it's it's a it's a it's a movement, you know, so and it's a positive movement. You just gotta do it gracefully and eloquently speak and it it will get done. It's let me tell you, it's exhausting. It's exhausting being a paver <laughs> and not being able to have that million dollar contract. However, However, there's other ways and, uh, you know, other means um, that a smart person will find um, and how and what to do. So you write a book. Nice. So Paul Heyman wrote the forward yes. for your book. Yes. Did you first cross paths with him in the AWA? And what is it like meeting Paul Heyman, of all people, for the first time? Well, if when you read the book, 
There's a great story, and it's a funny thing because now it's hashtag it's in my book because the introduction and everything and how we met is in the book. Okay. And I ain't going to give it away because you said you haven't read it yet. I will. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty it's pretty amazing and powerful because we're still friends to this day. We're like best friends and one of our best friends. And, you know, you mean something to somebody when you get a call and you are asked to go to his daughter's bat mitzvah. Mm, okay. Very good. Mm-hmm. I, I thought you were so great. I, I, I love the dangerous Alliance days. Oh, too. that's Direct- so underrated. The director of covert operations. <laughs> so good. I know I can see it now. If I were to ever have a retirement match and if it was against Rhea Ripley, Ooh. she can bring the judgment day and I am going to go and how, what a nice little twist it would be. And Paul can be my manager, right? Like she has hers and we're going to bring a new DA. Nice. very. No, I don't know. That's all talk. I'm just, whatever. It'll be a headline somewhere and we'll figure that out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You you could never avoid that. But Mm -hmm. Japan was such a notable part of your career. You were, you know, you said before about being ahead of your time uh, Mm. and being an American wrestling for all Japan women, establishing yourself, learning and growing. What is it about Japan and wrestling in Japan that made them sort of ahead of the curve, it seems like, on women wrestling culturally, but also it kind of helped you become who you are? Well, I mean, Japan definitely helped me hone my craft and um, molded me, you know, half of who I am because I knew that when I signed my when I signed, it was a handshake and a three-year deal with Japan that I knew it was serious. And I believe that the women in Japan got so much respect and women feared wrestling over in Japan because of how serious it was. It's because they started the women young, like started camping them. Like when they were 14, 16 years old, they would have these tryouts and it was insane. I mean, hundreds and thousands of girls would line up for this tryout to be a Japanese woman's wrestler. That's how serious it was. And when I did my diligence and I said, you know, before wrestling, you know, before I'm getting into this and I found women's wrestling and I'm like, that's where I want to go. That's what I'm going to do. And that's where I'm going to make my statement and bring it back to the States. And sure enough, when I set my mind to something, I do it. And you brought some of your matches, like you said, from Japan here to the U.S., probably most notably your rival with rivalry with the great Bull Nakano. Bull Nakano, absolutely. And I saw mm-hmm. recently on Elimination Chamber, you had Beth Phoenix uh, using her look as a tribute to Bull. How proud are you of what you two accomplished with your matches? And what were those matches like to participate in? Well, it was wonderful working with Nakano because... She was like just doing a dance with her and I really we didn't even really speak in the ring. So that was just a perfect dance. And it's a very rare to find that perfect partner in wrestling because of the psychology is important. The timing's imperfect, you know, just important. And when you can find that person, you guys have just limitless and beautiful matches all the time. And her and I did. It was just one of those things. And we were in an era I call the lost era because you had the golden era and you had, you know, your Sherry Martells and your, you know, your um, Wendy Richters and your, um, yeah, and even the women managers, right? And so uh, Miss Elizabeth, and then all of a sudden there was a vacant title and then there was my era. It was just 
a small time and it was a lost era. And then the women were dumped again. And then the, the title lay dormant. And then all of a sudden there was the, you know, attitude era and divas era. And this is where we're at today. Yeah. But even when you look back at those matches now, you know, especially you know, SummerSlam with <laughs> they're equivalent Toronto, to today. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, it seems to me like I was trying to think back of, you know, the different times I saw certain things in wrestling for the first time. And it just seems like when you're seeing something like that for the first time, it captures your imagination. You know, the first time I first time I saw Bull Nakano wrestle was probably what she had a run of matches in 1986 in the mm-hmm. WWF with Don Matsumoto against uh, the Crush Gals, I believe. Jigusha Nagayo and Linus Asuka was the two. Yeah, but wrestled both of them as well. What, what, were the, what was that like? <laughs> well, when I first went to Japan, I my whole angle was with Chigusa Nagoya. And so, I mean, thank God for her. Thank God for her, well, you know, just to welcome me and to put me in this 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 program with her. And she was so far in advance that it was just she made my career. She's the one that elevated it and got me started. So everything is for I mean, we don't talk enough about Chigusa. <laughs> She's the one that basically started for Medusa. And and um, it was amazing. And then I had my first ever hour long match with Lioness Asuka with Asuka. And that is not even spoke about. I don't even see women doing hour long matches, you know. And so it was. Oh, my gosh. There's so much. And then I had street fights. I had boxing matches. And it's just it's incredible how my career took off in Japan and how I knew I needed to come back to the States and reinvent Medusa because like every two years or so, it's like the fans have this transition and there's new ones coming in and old ones going out and new ones, but the, you know, the base always stays there. So I knew I had to get back to the States. I think it's going to be fun coming off this book. If people are starting to <laughs> seek out some of the old, uh, some of the old matches from all Japan and some of the, you know, cause I, I was thinking the, the two things I was three things I was thinking about, about things I saw for the first time was first that match with the crush gals against bull and dump in 86. Mm-hmm. And I was a little, I was a child when that was happening. Right. Right. Uh, the glamour girls and the jumping bomb angels. I was thinking about that one. And then the survivor, they don't get match. enough credit and they're not in the hall of fame. Which ones, the Glamour Girls or the Jumping Bomb Angels? I mean, all four, maybe? (laughs) I mean, don't you think they deserve it? I think the Hall of at least the WWE Hall of Fame is an interesting argument only because of it's it's kind of all over the place in terms of what people are in. So everyone making arguments like you could make a counter argument. Oh, well, that person's in. So everybody can just get in. But I love it for what it recognizes. I, I your speech specifically. I really, really enjoyed Wow, um, thank just you. Just how, how honest you were and, thank and you. how straightforward you were. Like somebody said to me, <laughs> That's what I, what I am. <laughs> somebody said what I said at this interview. A friend of mine said to me, Well, you're going to get honesty on that episode. <laughs> I said, I, <laughs> I know I am. But um, yeah. That, Wait till you read the book. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am really looking forward to it. I wish I had a little more time at the end of last week to. No worries. But uh, those matches and like Dynamite Kid and Tiger Mask, like, you know, you got yeah. the first time an American audience saw those guys. And Muta. 
Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wasn't Muta? Um, oh my gosh. That's I so remember incredible. the first time I saw him too, but it, it, it's like Dynamite and Tiger Mask or some of these other matches. It's almost like if you were a US fan at that time, it's like a space alien has landed. It, it's something you, like you've never <laughs> seen before. What, you know, what, what's it like when you're doing one of those matches to kind of, you're, you're introducing something so different to an audience that doesn't. Well, I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't say I was scared to death. I mean, <laughs> I was scared to death and I didn't know what I was going to get. And I was so green. You know, those women handed my butt to me for like a year or so into the mix while I was over there waking up with black and blue eyes. And finally, one day I woke up and I was like, why am I taking this? And then I just started fighting back. You know what I mean? And then I earned their respect, you know? And so then it was a, it was, it was a little bit more smooth sailing from there on in, but just to see those matches was scare the crap out of anybody. Yeah. But just even like, you know, a match like you and Bull Nakano on SummerSlam, you look at the rest of that card, there's nothing like it on the card, you know? So, well, yeah. And you know what? Scott Hall, he would always come up to me and be like, I remember he came up to me one time and he's like, Deuce, do you think you can tone it down just a bit? Because the boys in the back, they're having a struggle, you know, to follow. And I'm like, what? (laughs) No! You guys stop wearing red hot and baby oil and greasing up the ropes. (laughs) You know, damn it. Gosh. Yeah, that, that that's that's got to be fun to hear though. When when you when you when you do something like that, knowing yeah, it's putting them. I didn't know if he was ribbing me or what, but you know, coming from Scott, you, you know, it was it was the truth. So right. Any any thoughts on? I know you had a little bit of time uh, over in Stardom for a bit, and that yes. uh, you know Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet, kind of having a current run in New Japan and Stardom. Any any thoughts on uh, on her getting in, involved over there? Well, first of all, Stardom is probably one of the best organization, women's, you know, organizations uh, there in Japan. And I say that with so much respect because um, Rasi Ogawa-san, he's the one that owned it, right? And he's the one that worked in the office for All Japan Women's Pro Wrestling when I was over there for those mm-hmm. three years. So Rasi you know, he he graduated, did whatever, grew. He loved the business, and then he started Stardom. Stardom is just re, it reminds me of All Japan Women's Pro Wrestling. It is legit, hard hitting, just great girls, great moves, great training, respect. And then he sold it to um, I think it was, who did he sell it to? New Japan um, Bushi, Bushi Road, which is the yeah of New Japan. Yeah, so. I thought, wow, but he he still does so much hands-on with everything with stardom. So that's good. At least it's still in good hands. Um, I'd like to see more of stardom. Um, and But I, I see it's kind of lost a little bit now because I used to see it on the Internet all the time. And then, you know, now you don't get to see it that much. Um, as far as Mercedes, I think Mercedes has actually... You know, during a time when she was still championship, I believe tag team championship, she just, you know, she, whatever she was feeling, she felt like whatever. And she handed the titles in and she walked out because she wanted to fulfill something or her dream, right? Something she always wanted to do. So, I mean, God bless her on that, you know, um, somebody following what they want to do. And, um, you know, hopefully she'll go back to WWE someday if she wants to. 
Um, and right now she's just fulfilling it. So let's hope and continue that everything is great over there with her and stardom. Um, and, you know, maybe she's, you know, showing or paving the way that, you know, women can do what they want to do. You know, I, I may have waited until my contract expired and then did it. But, um, you know, everyone has their own reasons and choice and I don't know what that was. So I can't say on hers. And it's good too. If her, you know, star is able to bring a little bit more attention to stardom, stardom's already growing a lot as it is, you know, Mm -hmm. and with a pretty young audience. And if, if her being there gets more eyeballs, on their product and gets it in the U S a little bit. And, you know, it's, it, again, it's going to be something very different, I think, than what people are used to watching every week in American pro wrestling. So it's going to, it's going to be pretty interesting to see where that, yeah. that, is, that is able to go because. Well, hopefully it continues, you yeah. know, and everything delivers like it's supposed to, because there's nothing more than the fans hate is a huge pop and then it dies. You know what I mean? So let's hope that they do it right. And the momentum keeps going and for Mercedes as well, because I, you know, I want nothing but success for you know, people in our industry and, you know, she's, she's got the right mindset. She's got the right people behind her. So um, on her end, she's just got to follow through and keep the work up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel, I feel that she can do that. She's just got to apply herself. So you're, and by you're so- the way, by the way, I am still the commissioner of stardom. So who knows? I might show up. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to ever be surprised when you show up anywhere, whether it's the NWA or in a poker game on Monday Night Raw. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know how to play poker. Thank God that was scripted. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been you're someone who's seen or been a part of so many different promotions and worked with so many promoters over the course of your career. You kind of mentioned, you know, sort of what your era, at least in the WWF, was sort of back then. You've worked for Vern, you've worked for Vince, you've worked for Bischoff. I think you've worked with Watts, maybe even a little bit with the WWF. Mm-hmm. Any perspective on how those guys manage things? Who Was there anybody who was like the closest to getting women's wrestling right out of that crew? And maybe somebody who could have tried a little bit harder and would have maybe, you know, maneuvered things in a different direction? Well, I feel that Vince's approach with WWE, when, he, when they approached me wanting to start you know, a woman's roster in a woman's league and revive the women's title. I truly believe him. I, I, I did. I believed in him. And he started off just great, you know, and then, you know, on his defense, even though he let me go, I mean, he had a lot of problems going on. So what did they do? They got would have, you know, just got rid of the women's division because they needed to do whatever, which I thought was just crazy, just crazy. And I rebelled. Um, because, you know, it just, again, just get rid of the women, you know what I mean? So there I am, I'm going to get loud. I'm going to stomp my feet. So, um, I, I truly believed in that. Um, and I feel that every organization could have done better with women. I think they were portrayed just, you know, continually, you know, during that era where it was all TNA and it wasn't what I was about, even though I fell into some of that because I was under contract, but then I put, you know, I just said enough. This is not what I'm about. And I chose to retire and leave because I just didn't like the direction where the women were being, you know, how are they were being held. And no, it's all in my book. <laughs> yep. 
somebody it's been fun to see you know it's been fun to see you receive accolades for your career but it's also been nice for me to see one of my all-time favorite women's wrestlers is molly holly and it's mm. been really nice to see her get her due the last few years i know you guys had to run with randy savage as the as team madness what mm. what was she like to when when she was starting out and what, what do you think about what she did for women's wrestling in her era that sort of followed she was very quiet. Another one from Minnesota. Again, it had to be in the water. <laughs> so much great talent came from Minnesota. And so, and she was very quiet and um, she she knew what she had to do. She understood the assignment to become the wrestler that she was. She was good at what she, she um, did. And she was in that era where all of that was going on about women. And she was like one of the true hardcore last hitting good old school wrestling girls you know and i always said gosh she was the last one that had that breed in her right and then you know they just didn't do much with her and i was very disappointed yeah i was always and i was at the women's royal rumble the first one that they did in oh. uh, philadelphia and when she came out i was like you gotta be kidding me this is great <laughs> like molly holly's in this are you kidding me but mm -hmm. uh that's just uh and then it also i was at the evolution at the Bessel coliseum when you were in that too mm -hmm. so in the battle royal so um so you remained around the modern wrestling scene through i think you're doing a little bit of producing with nwa and also you've been i work with nwa yes i do produce with them um on you know on all of their shows and um, I do show up intermittently with WWE and, you know, like an NXT or WWE or Raw or whatever. Um, but it's not a lot. It's just a handful. And um, I just would I like to be more active. Absolutely. Absolutely. Would I like a retirement match? Sure. But it's, you know, I don't want to be 70 years old flopping around the mat just you know, because Moolah or May, you know, they did. That's just, no, I want it decent. And if it doesn't happen here in the next year or two, I mean, then it's, I'm okay with that because um, I'm comfortable with myself and I'm, I'm happy what I've done and where I'm at and the change and, you know, what I've done for the wrestling community. What do you, what do you feel like you would bring in sort of a coaching role or, or a mentorship role or something like that at this point? You know, even I, I had on this list to kind of ask you about some of the people who might have been that for you, you know, over the course of your career. But what do, what do you kind of see for yourself in that kind of a role? Well, I mean, working with NWA, being a producer, I mean, I just if it wasn't for Pat Kenny just saying, call me up. Hey, Deuce, you're, you're missing your calling, man. You need to be here. And I'm like, what? So and then I dove right into it. And sure enough, I mean, yeah, I, I really enjoy helping them, uh, you know, working with the kids, uh, giving them a different perspective, um, because every agent, every producer has their own views of their own ways of doing things. So. Um, that's really, I, I think that's cool because they can take a little bit from each one. Um, and uh, I, I just, you know, I, I give seminars. It's called Kick, Wrestle, and Roll. And I, I educate the kids on the other side of wrestling. And so I let them know about what's out there, um, about trademarking, you know, the legalities, about health and the insurance. And, you know, all the twos and, you know, to do's and not to do's and, you know, and it's, it's an amazing little seminar and it's helped and educate a lot of people ask Thunder Rosa when she went to my first seminar mm. and what she did. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. And a lot of them did, they followed in the footsteps. So, um, to me that, that helps a lot. I, I, I believe in being smart, not, you know, and, and 
um, learning about um, your business because your brand, you are a brand, you are a business and you have to run it like one. And no one ever taught us any of that. You know, no one ever taught us on what to do. Who in the heck would think that you would trademark your own name 40 years ago, right? I did. And thank God, because Medusa's, you know, yeah, it's just, thank gosh. And even the spelling because of the origin of it, too. So mm-hmm. it's, it's unique and uh, it's you. You mentioned Rhea Ripley before. You mentioned Thunder Rosa. Anybody else who uh, stands out to you uh, that you're kind of a fan of in, in the modern scene right now? Well, all of them. You know, you yeah. can't just zero one out. I mean, I if if I'm if I'm really digging something that somebody's doing, or I happen to see a move on Twitter or this or that, I'm gonna I'm gonna get on there. Heck yeah, you know, I'll give them. You know, I'll give them act like, ooh, heck yeah, way to go, great move. You know, um, why not? You know, we never had it when we our social media were. You know, it was magazines and other people yeah. wrote it. So. Social media today is just so ready available that you're able to connect with that person and let them know how you feel. So why not? And keep it good. Very good. So we're going to move on to something we call the three count now. It's going to be three quick questions and your answers. So aside from yourself, what wrestler's life who you've met do you think would make a captivating movie? Besides my besides myself? Besides you, who who else, what wrestler's life do you think would make a captivating movie of somebody you've come across? Sonny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? I do. She's um very colorful figure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she she there's so many high points with her as well, you yeah. know, and so even though there's you know, not so good ones. She's, she did a lot for the business and she yeah. was, yeah, there's, yeah, absolutely. Her story needs to be told. All right. Uh, next question. Uh, who is the funniest person you've come across in pro wrestling? Well, I mean, I don't know. Funny. Um, mm, funny. I don't know. I guess, I mean, I, I can't think of any, I don't know. I've never thought about anybody being like, I mean, there are, there, there's some good people and I haven't really just met a comedian per se. <laughs> I don't know. That's yeah, a hard one. Yeah, it's your know. individual. Funny. Taste, uh, I just, I mean, Kurt Henning was great to be around. He was a good river mm-hmm. <laughs> and Owen Hart. He was fun. He'd always, we'd always joke around together. Um, and I mean, and I just think of more personal levels and good friendships, but yeah. Okay. That works. And then uh, the last question, if you were going to show someone three Medusa matches to introduce them to your career, what would you pick? And uh, I guess why? I'd definitely say Bull Nakano and I at SummerSlam. Yeah. And um, I would definitely show them my hour-long match with Lioness Asuka um, also show them the street fight or the boxing match between Aja Kong and I. Very interesting. Now, now I've got some things that I need to look up of, of, of what of that. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen out of those few. So, um, Medusa, thank you so much oh, for joining me today on Under so the Ring welcome. for Wrestling Conversations. I've really, really enjoyed this and, uh, oh. the woman who would be king. Yes. Story. Available now on Amazon. It's already out. Like it's early. Like it wasn't even supposed to be out till March 28th, but people are getting them. And I mean, I've got 
friends and family members are like, gosh, I'm already on chapter five. And oh, my gosh, you're blowing my mind. And I've known you for 20 years. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. That's so yeah. That's, that's yeah. Awesome. So very uh, good. Thank you so much for joining me today and uh, all the best for everything you've got moving forward. Thank you. Oh, no, thank you. And I'll be at WrestleCon um, and for WrestleMania. I don't know if you guys will be out there or anything, but I'll be there for WrestleCon Friday and Saturday signing for the book between nine and two. Awesome. Thank Great. Oh, thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks again, everyone, for joining me today on Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. I want to thank Medusa for being the guest today. I also want to thank her co-author, Greg Oliver, and also like to thank Claire Korchak from ECW Press for setting this up. And join us right here back next week for another episode of Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. And have a great week, everyone.